Good morning. From the newsroom of the Financial Times, today is Thursday, February 7th, and this is your FT News Briefing. Today, the UK government admits trade deals between the UK and other non-EU countries might not be ready before Brexit. More departures from Facebook's embattled public relations team, and Middle Eastern investment in Western property tumbles. Then the FT's James Politi fills us in on U.S. President Donald Trump's nominee for the World Bank president. I'm Eric Krepke, and here's the news you need to start your day. UK business executives are furious with the way the government is handling a key part of the Brexit process. The Department for International Trade held a briefing on Wednesday with 30 business executives. During the confidential briefing, the department said it could not guarantee the British economy would be covered by most of the EU's global network of trade agreements immediately after Brexit. That's even if Parliament approves Theresa May's Brexit deal. The EU has 40 preferential trade agreements covering 71 countries, and the UK needs to roll over those agreements regardless of whether or not it agrees to a withdrawal deal with Brussels. Even deals with big trading partners including Canada and South Korea are in doubt. One executive at the confidential meeting told the FT they were worried about what this meant for small business and retailers. Several others said it was irresponsible of the government not to provide a definitive list of the countries. Brussels has said that it will notify other countries that Britain should continue to be treated as if it's still an EU member state during the post-Brexit transition period. But it's up to individual countries outside the EU to agree to that approach. Facebook's press team has handled a string of crises over the past 18 months. And on Wednesday, the social network said another two of its top, long-serving communications executives would be leaving. Karen Marooney is stepping down as Facebook's vice president of communications after eight years. Vice president of international policy and communications Debbie Frost is also leaving after 11 years. The departures come after Sir Nick Clegg, the former UK deputy prime minister, took over as head of global affairs and communications. This followed the exit of former top government affairs executive Elliot Scrage. The changes come as Facebook faces public concern about its ability to tackle misinformation and protect privacy. It's under growing pressure from European and U.S. regulators who are weighing how to deal with the power of big tech companies. And Middle Eastern investment into Western commercial property fell more than a third last year. It's the most significant drop in the past 10 years, according to real estate consultancy JLL. Gulf investors, such as Abu Dhabi and Qatari sovereign wealth funds, have been prominent buyers of landmark U.S. and European commercial property for decades. Qatar, for example, owns the Plaza Hotel in New York, and Abu Dhabi owns the Berkeley Square Estate in London. The sharp drop in investment in 2018 highlights the impact of lower oil prices on the fortune of these major investors. The uncertainty around Brexit has also stifled demand for London, even though the fall in the pound since the Brexit vote has made British property cheaper for foreign buyers. JLL forecasts a similar trend for Middle East investments this year. And here's a closer look at one of today's top stories. A lot of fun for me doing this one because we're dealing with a very special man, a very special person. U.S. President Donald Trump announced his nomination for the World Bank president yesterday. Mr. Trump's candidate is David Malpass, a top U.S. Treasury official on international affairs. I knew that David was the right person to take this incredibly uh, important job. Any country can propose a nominee until March 14th, 
but the post has historically been held by an American nominee. The FT's World Trade editor James Politi says Mr. Malpass's candidacy is in line with Mr. Trump's view of the World Bank. So the Trump administration's relationship with the World Bank has been testy. The Trump administration officials have criticized the World Bank and generally multilateral institutions for being ineffective, for being too sprawling and too large, and in a way too expensive, and not necessarily serving the interests of poor countries adequately. So it's been a very actually kind of difficult relationship. However, they did reach an agreement last year on U.S. support for a $13 billion capital increase. So I think that the relations have improved since then. And now President Trump has nominated a new candidate, David Malpass. And in 2017, Mr. Malpass gave a speech that was pretty critical of of what he called globalism and multilateralism. And our view that multilateralism has gone substantially too far to the point that it is hurting U.S. and global growth. What might that tell us about how he'll act as president of the World Bank? I think that he will enter the World Bank with sort of a reform mission. I think he will try to, for instance, rein in some of the World Bank's lending to China and other emerging economies who are nearing the point where one could call them advanced economies. And uh, the U.S. believes that they don't deserve of support from the World Bank anymore. I think we should pay close attention to his positions on climate change because the World Bank has been expanding its focus and its role on uh, climate change. And given the Trump administration's aversion to global climate change policies, he might seek to kind of reverse some of those programs. And why do some have concerns about Mr. Malpass potentially being the new president of the World Bank? I think one of the concerns is that, you know, given such heavy criticism of multilateral institutions, to have someone from the sort of Trumpian world, who's actually very close to the president in some ways, to be leading the preeminent global development finance institution is quite concerning because the I think the worry is that ultimately if David Malpass sort of shrinks its mission or reigns in its mission, then it won't be as effective and it won't be as strong as it, as it used to be. And, and let's remember that the World Bank has, has been a pillar of the sort of U.S.-led global economic order since uh, just after the Second World War. And what do supporters of Mr. Malpass say about him? They say that he has, does have some experience in development, policy at least, since he served both in the Reagan and in the George H.W. Bush administrations dealing with Latin America and other development and sort of other emerging markets around the world. Um, They say that he will bring a pro-growth focus to development policy around the world and that he does have an interest in sort of lifting incomes in, in poorer countries. They also say that his sort of proximity to the Trump universe means that it might be easier for him to persuade Congress to approve the capital increase, which still needs to be done. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. Today, we'll be following the Bank of England as it meets to set interest rates. The continuing risk of a no-deal Brexit likely means the majority of the members on the Monetary Policy Committee think it's too early to raise rates. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news.
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. From a local business to a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America gives your operation access to exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Copyright 2024.